Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Hey, it's Matt Leon. The Drexel men's basketball team will be looking for a third straight win Thursday night when the Dragons host Hofstra. Drexel 11-10 overall this season, 6-5 in the Colonial Athletic Association. Of course, Drexel coming off that 2020-2021 season that saw them win the CAA Conference Tournament and advance into the NCAA Tournament. Caught up with Drexel head coach Zach Spiker to talk about his team's progress this season, what's been working as of late, and what he expects against the pride give a listen so first thing first time we're talking you're sitting a game above 500 you've come off a couple of uh, big victories how do you feel about how this group has come together here as you get ready to kind of turn the corner for the final month of the season well i i knew this was going to happen matt um i think the frustrating thing is for our staff and certainly our program is um the timetable in which um to gain momentum um just because we're such a veteran team, so many guys that have been around the block. Um, but we just had a huge hiccup going into Christmas break where we um, had an outbreak in our program, and uh, that led to some um, COVID protocols, which led to return-to-play protocols. And, you know, really, we didn't have our full allotment of our main rotation guys until February 7th, and that started on December 14th at Coppin. So we went, you know, just about two months without having everybody and we had a couple games at Northeastern we won for the first time in 10 years there Matt we played seven it's seven scholarship players on the trip and uh, we had one big man we had one four man and, and a bunch of guards and uh, credit to that group to stay together and figure it out and then played a very good Hofstra team to uh, to one possession late in the game so um, it, it's so We've had to kind of regroup from that, then some return to play protocols and just, you know, a couple of regular injuries mixed in with COVID protocol has, has uh, kind of uh, slowed us down a little bit. But uh, hopefully we're rounding into shape and form at the right time of year as we go down the stretch. Yeah, to that point here, you know, coming off the win over JMU, you pick up the big win at Delaware last time out. Uh, aside from kind of getting closer to full strength and and everything, X and O wise, what's really clicking here the last week or so? Well, I think we're shooting the ball better. Uh, you know, we are the number one three point shooting team in the league, but that hasn't always been the case. Um, I think we're shooting the ball better. Uh, we're also defending at a more consistent rate. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, we've we've added uh, some depth to our interior defense uh, and, and redshirt freshman Amari Williams um, brings a shot blocking presence to our defense uh, when he's back there and he can alter shots. That's great when our guards know that they can pressure guards and he can kind of take the take the action away at the rim. It gives our guards more confidence to defend. Uh, and then those are we're only talking about possessions where he touches the ball. There's a boatload of possessions where he's come in and guards have just kind of dribbled in and gone the other way. So that's really impacted our defense in a positive way, and uh, our guys are are taking advantage of that for sure. You're obviously always trying to get better, but right now, what are are there things you're kind of zeroing in on, focusing on uh, that are really key aspects you'd like to see get taken to another level here as you kind of look to the final portion of the regular season? Yeah, I think any, any coach, you're just trying to take what you do and do it a little bit better, um, dial the notches up on ball pressure, 
uh, our ball screen coverages and be a consistent rebounding team, both on the defensive and offensive glass. Uh, that's an area where we found success over time, and we need to really uh, make sure we're rebounding consistently. Um, when we limit teams to one shot and they miss it, we can't give them the hope <laughs> to get a second shot, a second rebound, and maybe an easier stick back. So all those help our defensive field goal percentage, uh, which continues to go in the right direction. Uh, I think Ken Palm were, you know, as high as we've been in the last handful of years, and uh, we've got to continue to head in that direction. I'm curious how much you guys went to the tournament last year. You won the conference tournament to get the automatic bid. Have you noticed uh, the way other teams approach you now? Has it changed? Do you get the feeling that everyone kind of knows when Drexel comes to town now because you're the defending, you know, conference tournament champs and and you you have that cachet? Is it is it tangible for the kids and, and kind of the the efforts you're seeing other other teams in the conference put towards you? You know, I can't speak to other teams and their approaches and whether they're excited to play us or not. Um, I would speak to the caliber of, of the Colonial in general, and I think that every single game is a dogfight home or away. Um, you go into some real snake pits on the road uh, in terms of at James Madison, what an incredible environment that was uh, playing down there. Certainly that brought back some nice memories uh, for our program now that we've won five straight in that building. Um but uh, going to UNC Wilmington, um, incredible atmosphere down there. So I, I don't know if I see that from other teams much, Matt, as I recognize in the huddle, sometimes the voices of our players and guys talking to each other, that there's um, a little bit more leadership and guys that have been around the block are, are speaking up and talking and understand what needs to be done. Um, maybe not as much. Uh, we have a turnover. We don't uh, – we don't let it affect us as much as maybe we would in the past. Hey, we've been here. We do, we know what happens here. Let's take care of it. Get a good look. And I think our, our reaction to adversity uh, has been much more mature this season. And I think a lot of that has to do with the success we found last year, knowing that, Hey, we're going to go through some tough moments, but uh, we stick with our process um, and what we focus on and, and respect that process that will be, and, and then play really hard and compete uh, when the opportunity is given, then uh, we'll be in a good spot. To that point, and you talk about the experience and, and what you hear in the huddles and stuff, does it change how you approach things with a group now that has been through this, that has won big games in February and March, that has gotten to the top of the conference mountain? Do, does it change how you uh, approach the group? You know, I, I think that at any point in time uh, as a coach, head coach, assistant coach, part of a program, I, um, staff member, I think you've got to have the radar up to listen to what's going on and what's being said. So um, if you have uh, shared history and shared experience, why wouldn't you want to hear what they have to say on different things? I mean, we had a, we had a shoot around uh, practice, by the way, we've had very few practices because we've had so many games in such tight windows right now. We're going to enter a stretch. This will be our second seven game stretch in 15, 17 days. We already had one. Now we have another one. Uh, that we're starting up here in the middle of that. Um, some of our guys jumped in and said, Hey, can we guard this action this way? It's a lot easier for us. I know we guarded the, the other way, you know, it's against Towson, but against JMU, can we do this? And, and you listen to guys that are on the floor in the fight in the moment. And they're saying, Hey, this feels better. Let's do this. When we do it, we get a little caught up here. Uh, I love that. That's, that's how, that's what the collaboration should be. And it's not always, you know, if the answer is because I'm the head coach, this is why we should do something. That's not, that's not the right way to do it. So uh, I have seen that 
and witness that. And you got to adapt. You got to listen. And uh, we've got an experienced group. So we do work together and figure some things out. Next up, you will host Hofstra on Thursday night at the DAC. Uh, give us a little insight here into this matchup. What are they bringing to the table? Well, I think Hofstra is a very talented basketball team. Uh, they have a number of players that can score off the bounce. Uh, in uh, Jalen Ray, who's been there in his uh, fifth season, uh, Zach Cooks, who is a, a two thousand point scorer in college, Summit NJIT Summit Hofstra. Uh, and then Aaron Estrada, who is a third college player, started St. Peter's, an all-rookie selection in that conference, went to Oregon, and now has come back to Hofstra and uh, is one of the best scoring players in our conference. So they've got three players that can really score it off the bounce, and then they've got a transfer from Iowa State, Darling Stone Dubar, um, who does a little bit of everything. So individually, very talented group that can really put the ball on the floor and score it. Uh, and we've got to do our job to defend them and limit them to one tough shot. But uh, talented offensive group, and they come with a number of different looks defensively to try and keep you off balance. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of One on One. Thanks to Zach Spiker for taking the time to talk. And that Drexel Hofstra game at the DAC on Thursday night will be a 7 o'clock tip off. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at One on One Pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon 1060. Thanks for listening.